0: Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Cannabis Karaoke, where we ask you to grab the mic and tell your story. Get inside info from today's most interesting cannabis pioneers, and from the first note to the end of the song, listen up as you get to hear the stories of success on Cannabis Karaoke. Welcome back to another episode of Cannabis Karaoke. And just like the other podcasts that you guys have uh, dialed into and listened, you know we, we do our best to bring people that are providing solutions in the cannabis space or telling their stories about the cannabis space. And I had the pleasure of meeting uh, this next guest not too long ago, actually. And if, if her passion comes through on this podcast half as much as she came through on the phone call with me, I guarantee you guys are going to be motivated. Um, I would like to welcome Ashley Elsner to the show. She's the CEO and founder of Artery Pay. And just a little preface to that, it's a, you know, in this, in this industry... You know, it's a lot of cash-driven business, a lot of ATMs in the dispensaries, a lot of crypto coin kind of cryptocurrency style processing. And she's coming at it a little bit different way, and she's got the chops to be able to speak to it because she's been in the space for quite some time. But I just want to welcome you to the show and thank you so much for uh, sharing your information today with everybody.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Danny. I'm really happy to be here and just delighted to to speak to speak to your audience about some of these issues.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> Artery Pay, I mean, it's a, that's a catchy name. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come up with that name? And then tell us a little bit about your background uh, prior to coming in into the cannabis space.
1: Sure. Um, so Artery Pay came about um, as a result of thinking through, you know, what the problem really is um, with payments and banking in this space and, and where the, the, Block seems to be coming from, and so you know one of the one of the things we actually thought about um, for naming it was you know arterial stint, <laughs> which is basically a mechanism for unblocking clogged arteries. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, you know that's a, a little bit overly medical, maybe a little too specific, but you know artery really encompassed what we were talking about, which was trying to provide that sort of transactive medium. The the in and out inroads and outroads that have really been blocked by the the banking industry and are less about you know legislative issues less about legality and so much more about institutional pressure and you know sort of outdated risk management policies um and your second question what was that again
0: <clears throat> what were you what kind of what was your background like prior you cuz you do Look, I've met a lot of people that have come up with solutions in the same vertical, and mm-hmm. they don't have the background that you have, and they no. they go, "Oh, I know cryptocurrency, so I'm going to start a cryptocurrency blockchain uh, credit card processing system." And <laughs> there's a million of them out there, and they yep. usually have to hire compliance lawyers and yep. financial lawyers, and they and they have a learning curve to yes. the process. Tell us a little bit about how you came to the table fully suited.
1: Okay, sure. Um, Yes, so I am a financial institution lawyer by background, which means that I was running financial institutions. And when I say running, I don't mean like, oh, I was telling somebody to execute trades on my behalf. I was actually the person who was sitting in the background, getting all of the trades executed, coordinating all of the different parties that were involved in that, and then actually making sure that things went through and after the fact, um, doing all the compliance that's required to be done on those transactions. Um, I mean, that's the the little trick about um, finances that very typically the people that you talk to are relationship managers and they don't really have a good idea of how the um, actual sausage gets made. Um, And, you know, honestly, bless everybody because they should not have to learn that. That's such a specific area of knowledge. And honestly, when you go to the financial system, what do you want it to do? You want it to work. Right. And that's That's really where I come from is making all of these things work, making the things line up. Um, I started my career at Sidley Austin doing financial regulatory work. Um, And from there, I went to Bessemer Venture Partners and worked in legal and operations for them. Um, I started another FinTech after that, um, which was also focused on trying to um, open up access where there was not a regulatory blockade but really an institutional blockade. Um, and you know now I've come to I've come to the cannabis industry really wholeheartedly and i I feel so very strongly about this industry because I'm also a patient. Um, you know, I live with a condition called, Uh, complex regional pain syndrome type two. I'm actually going to be speaking in September, no, sorry, in November um, at a pain management summit at the University of Pennsylvania on being a a person who uses cannabis um, to manage my my pain condition. Um, And I've lived with this for 13 years and had absolutely no relief from pharmaceuticals and had limited relief from other, other types of treatments. And then, you know, a year and a half ago, here I am in California working on this problem. And my father, who is a neurologist suggested that I actually tried the product for my pain. And I, I had read the studies knew that it had been effective. And, and when the first time I tried it, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I cried actually um, because I had not been pain-free for 12 years. 12 years. And all of a sudden I was pain-free and it lasted for a full 24 hours without redosing, which is just unheard of when you start talking about pain management um, therapies. And I was, you know, both heartbroken that I had gone through what I did for as long as I did when this was something I could have been using the whole time and, you know, became so just emblazoned by the fact that this is an incredible pain management technique. It's an incredible plant with a lot of benefits that are so important. And what's going to actually end up causing a problem for legalization? Okay, these, again, this stupid sausage stuff that I know how to make that, you know, other people have a lot of difficulty with because it's just so technical. It's, people are, are, <laughs> bless their heart, their their eyes completely cross when they talk to me and I tell them, you know, how we're going about doing this because there's just so much to the processing side. There's there's so much to the internal operations of finance that people just don't know about. And it's all done by specialty lawyers, all of it. So, I mean, that's the reason why we're in this is I want to make sure that there's nothing that causes some sort of delay in in efforts moving legalization across the finish line. I I don't want to see something stupid financial junk end up giving a black eye to the industry when there's so much fantastic potential and there's no, there's no deliberateness to, to any of these, the financial issues. There's no, it's not like people are deliberately, you know, not doing what they're supposed to do. It's, it's, they're getting blocked. They're getting blocked by the banks and it's just not fair.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just had the talk today with the gentleman that I interviewed earlier, and we were talking about credit unions and, and how they're governed by the or NCUA versus the FDIC and the banks, and then you got different credit card. I mean, I'm, I've lost a couple of bank accounts, and I don't even touch the plant, but I'm connected yeah. to, the, to the people that are touching the plant. And so then it ends up where you are associated by default, and by guilt, I guess. And I'm sure, like, when you were going into the dispensaries for the first couple times, being somebody that was in, and by the way, fintech, just for all those people that don't know what that means, it's financial technology. um, You must have been surprised at how they were transacting. Like, oh, yeah, sure, you can use the ATM in the corner and just get, you know. So it, we all know, too, that if, I mean, it's one thing I feel like your service provides the freedom of not having to have a bunch of cash on site. And it also helps upsell. We all know if you pull out a card out, you're going to, it's not, doesn't feel like real money when it's hitting it until you see your bank account. When you're having to literally buy that, you know, item with the hard cash, you're not often able to be upsold. So it's like, you're solving kind of two problems at the same time. Uh, which I'm sure you were just, I mean, was there that aha moment when you're like, why aren't they taking credit cards? Or what What made you go, I'm going to jump, I'm going to create another financial technology, another fintech, and I'm going to do it in the cannabis space, specifically for dispensaries. I mean, you can't get much more niche than that.
1: Uh, that's true. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, you know, this is the tricky bit. I understand why they can't accept credit cards. And it's true there, there's still a few that are, are doing so or're trying to work on a workaround. but honestly in financial services, unfortunately you are your operations are dictated to you. You do not get to make the decision about who you operate with, who you support, you know what what the rules are. You unfortunately are governed completely by somebody else's rules. and um, the credit card situation is a, is a tricky one and a, again a very technical one. Um, where the credit card networks are refusing to provide what is called a merchant category code for the cannabis industry. Right. Um, And so what that means is if you try to run credit card transactions on this network, you're forced to miscode the transaction.
0: Right. Which is a fraud.
1: It is a fraud. It is unfortunately also money laundering. And, oh oh yeah, yeah, I know that's a dirty, dirty word. And that is, Again, this goes back to how I know all of this really boring, frankly, sausage making process (laughs) um, and all of the technicalities that go into it and why things are the way that they are. And I also understand that, you know, organizational change for for financial services is a hard thing to push. And it's even harder to push from the outside. And despite the fact that, you know, this is a fantastic and growing opportunity um, there is a history that makes financial institutions, you know, knee-jerk. And there, it's very hard to get the executives on board with making those changes because they feel like they don't have enough data to make a good decision. So what we do with our financial technology is we, we do a hybrid between sort of a bank-to-bank transfer and the use of blockchain, now, we are not in any way using cryptocurrency whatsoever. Um, you don't have to have a cryptocurrency asset riding along your blockchain system. That's a misunderstanding sometimes. I, I actually think people in the cannabis space tend to understand better what cryptocurrency and blockchain are <laughs> than a lot of other segments. Because it's um, so and, hard
0: to get money <clears throat> into yeah, the bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's, exactly. it's really hard.
1: Exactly. And and it's true that um, people have certainly turned to crypto assets to try to um, find a digital medium to hold those assets. But the tricky bit about that in the United States, at least, is that you still have to have bank access to be able to access the crypto network.
0: Sure.
1: And, you know, that's a that's a tricky, tricky bit. Um, So what our system does is it attacks the cash problem from two different angles. Um, You've got the transaction system from the customer base, right? So there's that cash inflow that you've had a problem with. I mean, like you say, you walk into a dispensary and it's like, okay, you can go use like the three or $4 transaction ATM um, in the corner, or maybe you walked in with cash, maybe. A lot of people don't these days. Um, But what this does is it's a Venmo style platform that allows your customer to very easily transact with you in a way that basically pulls directly from their bank account into a, a for the benefit of account. So what that is, is, is PayPal at its origin, Venmo at its origin, they had these pooled accounts where they were basically um, holding the underlying assets in sort of a trust like style. Um, and, than just transferring ownership of the assets around the customer base. And we're doing the same thing, but we are using a better technology. So blockchain is fantastic. The records are not alterable, so you can trust them very easily. Um, It provides insulation from changes to banking policy. Again, because this is institutional um, policies, it really doesn't have anything to do with the law at all, um, but can trigger... Legal enforcement, unfortunately, for those who run afoul of it. Um, so we've got this blockchain platform that gives you these auditable transaction records. It's also very easy for you know, your financial regulators to come in and say, oh yeah, everybody's doing what they said they're doing. Everybody's operating legitimately. There's There's no reason to be concerned about this group of people. And when the financial regulators see that, it also provides this this auditable trail of, of records that you can eventually walk into a bank and say, hey, you know, I've got these third-party records that are accounting for all of this cash that's come into the system, um, and that cash is also in a digital medium. It means that you guys don't have to deal with you know oodles and piles of cash coming in and security threats to your team. That you know we we as as an industry have been burdened with from your refusal to grant access.
0: Yeah, it definitely makes it, <clears throat> I mean, people get robbed at certain times of the day because they know that's when they have the most cash on hand.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's awful. The physical risk that this industry has put through is just not fair. It's not right. And so we wanted to provide something that was easy to find. I mean, it's available. Artery pay is available in um, the Google play store. It's available in um, on, on the app store. You can download it from our website at www.arterypay.com.
0: Is it usable as like a peer-to-peer too, or is it? Yes, like, it is. Okay, so it's it's got flexibility. It's so it does, and so and
1: eventually we expect that it'll it'll push out past the cannabis industry as well because it's it's a system that can be used ubiquitously, and we're we're trying to provide you know fair rates. We're trying to provide provide fair access and give people the tools to be able to bank when more banking comes online.
0: What what's your that's like, so what's stopping Venmo from jumping into the space or like, how are you cornering or putting a moat around your business?
1: So, you know, Venmo and PayPal, um, what they are missing is the piece of the transaction system that we have built into it, which is the anti money laundering piece. So, that's something where you have to do reporting on really every single transaction in the cannabis industry. And it's expensive. It takes a lot of resources and it's primarily done by hand. (laughs) Again, we're getting into how the sausage is made in the financial systems. Uh, And, you know, the compliance professionals that are involved in that space are extremely expensive to employ. Um, They tend to be overworked um, and really at a capacity limit that makes it very difficult for for these financial institutions to um, add additional very specialized burdens onto them that they need to do additional reporting and and also be monitoring um, the way that the transactions are going. And so we've actually built that into our transaction system. So the reporting is done automatically. The transaction happens, the report's generated, it goes to FinCEN. And uh, sorry, FinCEN uh, is the financial... Sorry, Financial Crimes Enforcement Network of the Department of the Treasury of the United States. So that's That's who. a lot of words
0: right there. You had to remember,
1: which is why I shorthanded at FinCEN.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, the listeners appreciate we sometimes talk in uh, acronyms and, you know, it's it's good to remember that sometimes people don't understand, you know, the acronym or the, you know, what it stands for. So I appreciate you spelling that out for everybody.
1: Sure, they shouldn't have to remember these things. <laughs> it's just okay. Right? it's so in the weeds.
0: Yeah, I mean, pardon the pun. <laughs> so, does a person have to be a, a member of Artery Pay, or can you just go do it? Like, can I just so, go download? It? Like, do I have to create a, a profile in the in the software?
1: Uh, not anything more than you would have to do with Venmo. Now, on the business side, of course, we have to do enhanced know your customer due diligence on customers. We're a financial institution, right? We have to do what every other financial institution has to do, which is make sure that the the folks that we are working with are above board, um, that they are, you know, Doing things the right way, which, you know, as we've discussed, I think most people are really trying to do that. And, you know, they, they may have had some mistakes in the past, but it's not anything that should prevent them from being able to access the system just like any other business. I mean, that's, it's so important to, to provide these services because otherwise you end up with this, you know, circular logic of like, oh, well, you're in cash, so we can't bake you. And it's like, okay, well, the cash keeps growing because you won't bank us. Right. You know, this is it's some, some silliness about that as well. Um, but yeah, so from the co- consumer perspective, it's very easy. I mean, those guys are, are typically already banked. So a lot of the know your customer diligence has been done. You can, you can rely on that as a financial institution so long as you have appropriate arrangements in place. Um, and what that means is for them, they can download this just like Venmo from the App Store, from Google Play, from our website, you can download it and you can actually start transacting almost immediately. Uh, we actually connect to their bank account without holding any of their account information. Um, we connect um, in a way that that uh, that confirms their identity through their, their mobile banking credentials rather than us holding their account information. So it's even more secure than a lot of the financial systems that took on your account information previously.
0: When what people don't understand, sorry, I wanted to add to that, is that that's the future-proof moat that I was looking for because, you know, we haven't really seen it happening yet, but data breaches happen all the time. Oh, yeah. And your phone is carrying every version of every password you do um, and is not usually very well-protected. So so a lot of people aren't putting Norton virus or protection on their phones yet. No one's using VPNs yet on their phone to transact financial. Like you just, you tap the app, you look at it, it opens, you deposit a check with a picture. Pretty soon, just like they can um, skim at gas stations, they'll be skimming, they'll be skimming apps, you know. Um, That's absolutely right. So I get the artery app, right? I'm on artery pay. I got it. How does that, like I walk into a dispensary, how the dispensary obviously has to be signed up as well, correct?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay. So dispensary signed up, I'm signed up. Can, is there, like, do I have to wait? Like, so when I'm walk, I'm trying to play stupid here because I wanted you to walk me through as if I'm actually doing it. So please, I have it on my phone. The dispensary has their um, setup. How do I transact? Do I use my phone and lay it on a scanner? Do I text to a code that they have? Like, what's that transaction look like?
1: Um, so the way that we do it is through QR code scans. Um, now, what's really lovely about blockchain, and this is something that actually you'll, you'll like when you start talking about fraud prevention, we've got a, a, quite a few different things in there um, that protect against theft of the account. Um, it has to do with operational choices that we've made. Um, but one of these things is the use of the QR code and a private key versus public key. So for those of our listeners who um, are familiar with blockchain and how the private key and public key works, I apologize. Um, but what happens is basically with a what happens in blockchain is two separate IDs are created for your account. One that allows incoming transactions and one that allows outgoing transactions. They are not connected, which means that somebody gets your your um credit card number, for example, they have access to send out um they they have access to to basically make payments um without any other details being needed. That's not the case here. Your private key is something that's protected. It's something that is not accessible to any public entity. It's not something that can be taken away from you. So basically from your phone you can accept funds. It takes a completely separate type of transaction for you to send them out. It's a different account <laughs> number altogether.
0: So, so that's when, the diff- So when they're transacting, so what you're telling what I think I'm hearing is because of the way you've adhered to all the different financial requirements to transact money digitally that it's even another layer of security to where your private key is just one of the ways that enacts the transaction of capital to the person you're trying to pay.
1: Correct. Okay. And so that is something where we, we, you have to dial up our system to actually, I don't want to say dial up that's, that's from an old, old time era. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: But basically you have to call up our system to get the private key and those are kept offline, right? So there's a communication that has to happen there and it's very hard to crack that. So it's going to be very difficult for somebody to be able to steal your ability to transact outward. They'll be able to see your public key and send you money all day long.
0: Interesting. I don't, you know, it's fascinating to me because we're moving towards more and more. I mean, like when I travel, I use, I don't have paper tickets when I'm, you know, if I check out somewhere, I use Apple pay or I, you know, I'll use my watch, you know? And so as this progress, you know, progresses, not just in cannabis, but in the general world, you are probably already ahead of some of these other people if they're not already thinking about it, um, about safety, you know, when it yes. comes to, when it comes to your financial information.
1: Yes. Yes. That's exactly right um, you know blockchain has a lot of promise in that area it has a lot of promise for um, being able to encrypt I mean they are encrypted databases that is what blockchain is it is encrypted databases um, it is you know there's there's a, a patchwork of security that surrounds almost all financial institutions they have done as well as they can um, there's constant security threats they are constantly putting out fires. Um, and you know, as digitization of cash, um which we do as well, as digitization of cash um, becomes, you know so ubiquitous across the rest of the world, um you are going to see way more cyber threats than you are going to see anything else. And that is something that keeps our team up at night. We are constantly trying to think about how we're going to be able to take care of that. and we've come up with some pretty clever solutions on that. but I think we should probably go back to um, our friend at the dispensary. Right. Right. And their transaction. <clears throat> so I want
0: to buy what I, they tell me my total. They at that point, give me their public key. I'm taking it. And then I send That's right. them.
1: They, you pop up that um, public key. Um, typically how this is going to work is they will have their point of sale system pops up a QR code. That QR code is read by their phone in the app. And then the transaction will pop up on their screen with their receipt, and they confirm the transaction from there.
0: So do you guys then, integrate with, are you integrating directly in like a token on the point of sale or? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, we are. Um, certain point of sales already have QR code based systems. Okay. Um, and that allows much more for tokenization. Um, others are operating on systems that were, <clears throat> Not as well designed.
0: <laughs> no, are you kidding me? In the cannabis, no.
1: we don't oh, we have no. poorly
0: designed point of sales out there. Let me ask you a question. Um, as we, sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's all. I was just going to ask, like you know, how things you know you start talking about evolution, and you know, just like you and I order stuff off Amazon and it's there immediately. Are you guys is Artery Pay capable of paying through like if they wanted to order their product? online and have it delivered to them or ordered online and pick up in store. How oh yes. Do, okay.
1: Yes. Um, actually Artery Pay is able to support online in app and in store purchases. And what's even more fun about it is because you operate it from either a smartphone or a tablet, uh, you can actually you can take that to you with festivals. Oh, oh sorry you, I, I said that backwards. You can take that with you to festivals.
0: (laughs) Right. No, I, I understood what you said. I'm, I I say things backwards all the time too. Uh, I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking like, what a cool, like if you could make it the preferred payment processing of cannabis, you know, there's a, there's not really a definitive leader in that space that I've seen. Um, is that what your vision is? I mean, are you looking to be in however many dispensaries you can be in?
1: Yes. Yes, we are. Um, and, you know, we want to help with dispensary, with home delivery, and also with enterprise transaction. You know, we're very concerned about the safety risk. The
0: B2B part.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, we mean, talked about goodness, that a little gracious. bit. Goodness gracious. Enterprise levels, cash, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars that you are, you are taking in a, in what, like a, a briefcase I mean we have these like mafia style situations in our head where where we're thinking about somebody opening a suitcase that's full of money. And my God, we, we do. We we have duffel bags of money.
0: I travel I mean I I have you know, when I walk out of certain locations, it's the backpacks on, strapped, triple strapped, and then I'm going right to my car and then you know I'm flying with lots of cash.
1: It's terrifying.
0: Uh it just it's for me. I and I'm, I'm not necessarily as terrified as I am. Like I know people would be tempted if they knew oh, yeah. what was in there. You know.
1: Sorry, that's what I consider to be terrifying. <laughs> so, like, the, so to me, thinking about the the physical risks that people have to take on in this industry just to support patients like myself, it's just unconscionable. Sorry to use one of those like big old lawyer words that it's just like, I can't, I cannot believe that this actually goes on. It's not fair. It's so not fair. It's unconscionable.
0: One. Well, and, and if you're just a, if you're like a, a, a normal person wanting to go into a dispensary, you know, I mean, my wife runs around with cash because I'm in the cannabis space, but yeah. most people don't pay for the groceries with cash. Most people don't pay for that. There's just, you know, you have to think of how the consumer's already been bred to participate um when yeah. they're when they're doing their purchases and yeah. you know the fact that cannabis has made it so difficult um is definitely and and they're still doing an amazing amount of business that's what's even funnier how does well
1: yeah
0: how does the uh so explain like I'm a dispensary is there a like how do I have to pay for the service is it free like what's the, what's that look like
1: so what we have put together is a platform that's free to consumers which is, you know, that's, that's going to push a lot of them, drive a lot of them to the platform immediately because you're, you're talking about, you know, three or $4 to use, you know, ATMs point of sale, even debit.
0: Yeah. Well, those guys, a lot of those people own their own ATMs, So they're just doubling down on the, on that charge. Is it free, like free to use? And then you pay a processing fee. Is that kind of how it works?
1: Yeah. So from our perspective um, we have to do enhanced, know your customer on everybody, of course, but our rates are meant to be commensurate with small business rates, so they can be as low as two percent. Um, that's that's unheard of in the cannabis industry. I mean, we're really trying to make this easy. We're trying to be fair. Um, we want to make sure that this is something that is sustainable. A lot of these businesses are small businesses and they're getting squeezed. I mean oh, between taxes,
0: sales tax, uh, cannabis All the
1: consultants tax that you have. To oh, have. it's,
0: it's bananas. My buddy just sold his dispensary, but we were, you know, I would go through it with him and it's just, yeah, you might do $200,000 in a day, but you're going to pay like $40,000 in taxes. I mean, that's a whole nother problem. You know, mm-hmm. I also know people that have tried to go in and pay their tax, their cannabis tax with cash only to be told that they're going to get charged a fee to pay with cash.
1: That's right. The fee in California, there is a penalty. Like there's no other way to say it than it's a penalty. Um, (laughs) and it is 10% and try
0: rolling, try rolling into the California state, you know, franchise tax board with, you know, $300,000 in a, in a, you know, you start talking now I'm terrified because like, you know, getting, trying somebody to jack me for 20 or 30 grand is like, okay, as long as I don't act like a fool, no one's going to know I have it. But when you're walking around with $300,000 in cash, and it's not as convenient to have it in all hundreds, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh! So it's in twenties, yeah. and fives, and tens. So it's like multiple yeah. bags, and then you get there, and you go to pay, and they're like, "Uh, yeah, you can't, you can't do yeah. that here. You gotta, you gotta. Com- well, then I got to go down to Western Union and like convert it to a money order, like,
1: yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's like, and what are you paying for that too?
0: <clears throat> there's just not a lot of, you know, there's some missing pieces when it comes to the cannabis space, and from the front end, I think a lot of people are thinking about the front end. Um, you know, they're starting to have more, you know, some of these websites, I mean, is there, is there a plan for you to partner with like, let's say LeafLink or other people? And maybe I hope I didn't say a bad word, but like, you know, these online platforms where people are ordering their product, where you could be the, you could be the built-in processor for that.
1: Absolutely. That, you know, we're designed for that. We are designed very specifically, um, to help with online ordering online menu services, um, and if mobile apps ever, um, are able to be accepted in the app stores, I mean, of course they could do private releases, but you know, anybody who's really looked to interface with a consumer in a, in a digital transaction medium, this is fantastic for them. They, they're no longer going to have to deal with, you know, walking around with $4,000 with the cash. I mean, I can, I actually had a delivery, um, to my, I got a delivery last week, um, and, you know, it's so funny to me thinking about myself. I'm like this, this dumb little blonde girl, like running around kind of a crummy neighborhood in San Jose. And I've got, I've got like $140 in my ID that I'm flapping around trying to figure out where the, where the delivery driver is. Right. Cause, cause, cause Google maps also mislabels my apartment complex. Oh, awesome. So it sends them like down the, down the street to this like sketchy park. And and I'm like, ah, da da, da da and, you know, luckily I know most people in the neighborhood. Cause I'm, I'm the kind of person that when I, when I go and, uh, set up in a new neighborhood, I, I really, I like to become friends with everybody who's around. So, you know, like I'm, <laughs> everybody knows that I'm just kind of like the dumb, the dumb white. You're not dumb like, by any
0: means that uh, don't, don't give, don't put that on yourself. You're very smart.
1: Well, running around flashing $140 yeah. is not exactly the price people. Thing rob when- pizza delivery. <laughs>
0: You know, people will knock off a pizza delivery oh. guy. Why wouldn't they knock off the weed guy? You know, it's like it's like safety. You're you're there's so many things that people don't even think about when it comes to the cannabis space. They're just so happy to go get that their way. product, but they don't realize like how much waste is actually taking place in that transaction. You know, by money being spent on an ATM fee or money being spent on a high debit card fee, and you know, look, those dispensaries they pass that on to the customer you know most of them right. so like if you got to get charged a 3% fee on your transaction guess who's paying that you are so it's another way to like make right. it make it cheaper or save the customer some money you know they may even still pass on the 2% who knows i mean a lot of places are doing that regardless now but it's just uh to me it's like one of those things where like you're probably the first business that's solving this problem that when you explain it the way you explain it and how it transacts, it makes sense. And it's covering things that we haven't thought about in cannabis, such as the miscoding. I mean, we talked a little bit when we first met about Ease and how they were miscoding transactions into, like, beauty care. And, and it's not even really their fault. You know what I mean? They've been given a merchant account. They've been given everything. But then the merchant account person is really the one that sets up the class. That's I mean, right. You know, so it's like, here, this person sets up this person's class. They don't really maybe even know enough to ask, like, what class are you setting me up under? And bam, the next thing you know, they're getting hit with with money laundering charges.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, it's it's a shame. And, you know, it's not a burden that should be put on any business. Businesses should be in the business that they're in and not have to acquire expertise in every single other facet of other industries to be able to operate. And, you know, that's something that really is unique to cannabis. Uh, Um, they are. Yeah. I mean, you get slammed by just all of these different regulations and you don't even know, you don't even know where it's going to come from. And that's the thing, you know, I could see this coming down the pipe and I did not want something stupid. Like, like somebody being, I
0: mean, like it just happened at ease.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, I don't really, really kind of think thing it's there. I don't really,
0: I don't really think it was Ease's fault necessarily. You know, I think they just got told that they could take credit cards and they were going to get set up. Just, yeah. Next thing they know, it's, you know, somebody complained because yeah. of how it came across on their credit card receipt.
1: That's right. And you, you know what, that's what's been happening with pretty much all of the, all of the credit card processing. It comes across. I, I, Receipts. You know, I do a little bit of go shopping to see, you know, what the processors are up to. Sure. Um, and you know, I hate to call them out on this, but there's a lot of times when you have, you have a lot of in the credit card processing space in particular, you have these things called ISOs, which is for
0: sales. Oh, you're underwater really bad right now. Oh, I'm sorry. No worries. Can you
1: can you hear me now?
0: I can hear you now. You just went underwater for a second. Sorry about that. I should have told you faster.
1: Sorry. Um, So in the credit card processing space, can you hear me?
0: Yep. 100%. Okay, good.
1: Um, You have something called an ISO, which is an independent sales organization, which is what most of these processors are. They don't own the product. The card networks own the product. The actual processors are not even these these guys that are called merchant processors. They're not really processors at all. Um, they're just kind of a sales organization that goes in and sells you the credit card services. And they tack on their own rates. They, you know, they're, they're kind of a middleman. And so in a lot of ways, some of them may not even know. They may not know that what they're doing is illegal or is against the policies of the credit card networks. Um, but... But they, some of them do. <laughs> some of them are completely aware of what they're doing and just don't care. Um, they don't figure that the risk will actually fall on them. Um, they are taking on a risk themselves doing that as well. Sure,
0: they're just seeing dollar signs.
1: That's exactly right. They see the dollar signs and they're like, whatever. I can take advantage of this, and you know, nobody else is doing it. They don't think like, oh, I wonder why. Right. Um, and you know, if nobody else is doing it, there's usually a reason. Um, and there's, there are reasons in this. And unfortunately it takes, it takes a high level of, again, knowing how that sausage is made to be able to get your way around it. And it's not fair because the end up losing in the end on this is like you say, it's, it's the actual businesses and how were they supposed to?
0: Well, yeah. And, and I think, I think also because I used to own a retail store and, you know, the credit card processing thing was something we revisited like every six to 12 months Um, Mm. just because you would get, you know, it's, it's, there's a very few companies out there that do just a flat rate. Oh, you pay 2%. Well, usually they're telling you, oh, it's 2%, but then that's the lowest rate you get. Like somebody brings in an unqualified card or the magnetic strip doesn't work and you have to punch it in. That now that one costs you six percent. Yep. You know? And so those are the hidden things that in traditional credit card processing, you know, um people people are unaware that the businesses, like small businesses specifically, get slammed on a lot. Now on the oh, yeah. on the cannabis side of things, you know, these dispensaries have already had money confiscated, have already been raided, have already so to them cash in hand is like it's going to be like, what is your, I mean, as the industry relaxes that fear of my money might be gone is starting to kind of recede a little bit, but how are you convinced like art? When I think about earlier, when I mentioned the word artery and how it was applicable, it's like you want to come in and replace the artery that they're currently working with, which is a straight cash system to, to, a a digitized system, how do you wet the appetite of the dispensary? Because if that dispensary is doing $200,000 a day, let's say, and your system for whatever reason has an issue or doesn't give them the money as fast as they want or whatever, like how do you overcome those fears when they're asked by the dispensary?
1: Well, there are a couple of things. Money talks in this situation, the cost for cash management is at least 12% of revenue. Let and that's, that and, and, that's be- and
0: that's because of it's security the- guards or like
1: yep. getting security, charged, vaulting, <clears throat> um, moving the cash around when you're paying people having to do that, you know, that trade off, um, I mean, you have to have armored guards basically at all times. Well, you're trying yep. to pay everything
0: in cash. You're paying your employees in cash. Even if you're taking their taxes mm-hmm. out, you're paying your taxes in cash. Mm-hmm. You know, you do have... And that's a 10% your-
1: right there. Yep. 10% again on your on your taxes. There's a 10% up penalty. So if you've got $300,000 that you're paying them, you need another 30000 to be dropped on top of that.
0: And I'm sure most people aren't paying that.
1: I, I mean, you know, I really hope not. <laughs> um, at the same time, I... I uh, okay. Don't quote me on that.
0: <laughs> no, no. But it seems it's like romantic, right? To like be all, Ooh, all oh, this cash. But then after a yeah. while you start loathing, having all that cash, because when it's free like that, there's always a chance that someone's going to take some, there's always a chance that you're going to yeah. miscount yeah. it. There's just so many things, but I know, yeah. I know how hard it is in the dispensary world, just talking to them, you know, on certain things that I do when you start talking about their money processing, man, like, do you have, like, how do you win them over? Like, what's the magic way to do it? I mean, besides, like, cost savings or anything else, like, how do you run a test? How do you prove to them that the system works so that they have confidence?
1: Well, I mean, that's the other thing that we do is we do provide testing. Okay. I mean, that's the thing. I, You know, they've been burned so many times. I understand where they're coming from saying, like, why should I trust you? And you know what the good answer is? You shouldn't. Right. It's your money. You should you should be vetting the people who are coming through and trying to offer you services and make sure that they can actually deliver. We have a, a fully working product. It's, this stuff works. I have no problem showing them how it works. I have no problem, you know, helping them set up a test run, doing pilot programs. Um, we can work with them on on uh, incentivizing their. Um, their patients to also get online and, and use these systems. Yeah. Cause it's a
0: two, that. it's a two headed like snake, if you will, that you have to have a person with their artery pay account as an individual and the dispensary has to have it. So you got to, you're, you're having yeah. to, so let's just say a dispensary has 4,000 people in it in their membership. If you will, you want access to those people in some fashion.
1: Yes, that's right. And, you know, we have a couple of different programs set up for that. Um, We, you know, it's downloadable via our, you know, our website, arterypay.com. It's downloadable in in, uh, Google Play. It's downloadable in the App Store, which a lot of people, if they've got a smartphone, you know, this is something that's downloadable. They can set it up in less than a minute. Sure. Which is fantastic. They don't have to give us really any private personal information which is fantastic. Um, and they're able to transact pretty much right away. You know, oh. it takes time with a lot of other systems. They'll wait for, they want you to pre-fund it. Yeah. And of course you can fund us as well. We are a mobile wallet, but at the same time, you can transact immediately on us. And we are, we are taking on some additional risk to make sure that those, those um, that processing time is put down for the merchant. So they can actually get their money faster with us than they can with, with competitive systems.
0: Yeah. I I don't see why this would just be stuck to the cannabis space. It seems like to me, like it's, it's an exciting alternative to PayPal and everything else. And are you, so like, if I have, like, if if I have an e-commerce website, you're still underwater a little bit. If I have e-commerce website and I'm like, let's say I want to set up, could you be my gateway for that? Hello.
1: Um, can you hear me a little better now?
0: I can now. Yeah, you just kinda of phase in and out of being underwater. But okay, that's I'm a downside. No, no, it's the downside um, of being yeah. on the phone. I thought it was my phone at first. But can no, you I'm, can I'm you, sure it's
1: mine. I'm not in the best uh in, <laughs> in the easiest area.
0: What um, can we Yeah, it can, can
1: be used for a merchant gateway for pretty much anything.
0: Oh, well then we're gonna talk because we run an e commerce platform and yeah. um, for our company. And and if I can help you know, for me it's like you know i've got to pay somebody a percentage i'd rather be paying somebody i know than yeah. <laughs> than just some random company you know um well everything that you've said is has been really compelling and i think it's an area that you've made more sense than most of the people i've listened to in the financial space when they start taking start start talking about taking you know credit cards and using blockchain technology and you know when, when we first spoke i was like i've heard this one before you know and Oh, yeah. Realistically, it's not, and so I'm excited to see you panel. You're going to be paneling here pretty soon, right?
1: Um, I I guess I guess so. I mean, I'd be delighted to, for sure. So, I, what, what trade shows can and we do? a what trade show? Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so I am going to be speaking on a panel actually, um, at CSUMB oh, on yeah. September
0: 27th, Cal State Monterey Bay.
1: Yep. I'm going to be speaking there, um, and that's going to be also about uh, <laughs> being a, a female CEO. Um, but I'm sure that we will also talk about the product there. Um, I will be speaking at AvantPay in Washington D.C. Um, that is, I believe, September 30th and October 1st, um, and I will. That will be directly about the the really the compliance concerns and about, you know, how, how to approach banking and payments uh, for, for high risk, including cannabis. Sure. Um, And then I will be speaking on my own experiences um, with using cannabis for pain management at, again, at this, um, at this pain management summit in front of a bunch of like neurologists <laughs> at the University of Pennsylvania I in know, November. I
0: use cannabis. <laughs> yeah,
1: I use cannabis. And guess what, guys? It, it works.
0: Worked. Are <laughs> you going to be hitting any patients. shows? Are you guys going to be doing any trade shows here coming up?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, we'll be at Long Beach for sure.
0: And CIA. Um,
1: yeah, we're going to have a booth there. Oh, yep. good. Okay. Um, I will probably be walking the floor at MJ Biz Daily in Vegas. Same. Um, yeah. And uh you know I'm always That got moved happy. that got
0: moved to December, right?
1: Yeah, it did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, um
0: right up against Emerald Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that we'll be at Emerald Cup too. Um we should be I believe that we're going to be sponsoring some things there, but um we will see. We'll see how that goes. Um and uh yeah, I need to get back to Hazel on that. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Um, um, where, where can we find you as we wrap this up? It's been amazing. Like, I can't believe it's already been 50 minutes. But can we, do you have some social handles, website? Like, how do you want people to find you?
1: Sure. Um, so we are rebranding. Yay. Oh, really? It's not going to be um, Artery Pay anymore? No, it's still, it's still going to be Artery Pay. We are at www.arterypay.com. Of course, you can download us also in the App Store and on Google Play. Um, and you can find out more information. Uh, I post to LinkedIn um, fairly regularly now um, and have been doing some thought pieces in health and uh, in some other publications. I, I think we may have something coming out in uh, in MG magazine.
0: Nice. That's a good um, one.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see. They'll have to approve the article, of course. Sure. Um, what about uh, IG?
0: You on Instagram? I, I mean, <laughs> oh, but artery pay is not, uh,
1: no, I mean, it's, it's so exciting watching people run transactions, right?
0: <laughs> okay. Like, so fair a enough.
1: Part of cannabis. Is we it? want
0: people <laughs> to go to arterypaycom We want people to find you on LinkedIn. Um, and mm-hmm. you can find her through, you know, Ashley Elsner and she's, you know, just Google her name on LinkedIn and then look for her articles. Um, well, I'll tell you what I've, it this I mean, I'm, having sat on the board of a bank, this is interesting information to me. And I think for people that are looking to start in the cannabis space, um, this is a huge solution for them to be able to latch onto and to not have to pay the exorbitant fees to manage your cash. It sounds exciting until you're having to do it. And then you got to figure out how to, you know, get that cash back into the system and pay your bills. So I thank you so much for coming on here and and explaining all of that for people. And I want people to go download your um, app and check it out and start asking your local dispensary to use artery pay so that they can save money and you can use your credit card or right from your bank account versus doing, you know, a debit card or an ATM machine.
1: Yeah. No credit cards with us again. Can't do that for this industry yet. Nope. But, uh, but you can definitely do this to do comes out of your bank account. Same as a debit transaction.
0: Just, not as expensive for the for the vendor
1: or the consumer <laughs>
0: <laughs> well thank you i look forward to running into you at one of the shows
1: yeah thank you so much danny thank you for having me and i really appreciate it thank you to your audience um it's really fantastic being on here and we're just really happy to get the word out about our product we just want to help
0: now you're awesome for that thanks
1: all right have a wonderful day
0: you too that's a wrap Thank you for listening to this edition of Cannabis Karaoke, another kick-ass podcast about all things cannabis. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our website, CannabisKaraoke.tv. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, please hit the book your interview button on the right. Cannabis Karaoke, grab the mic and tell your story.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
0: Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride, both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth, both in their personal and professional lives. Check out a major journey today on all major podcast platforms.